0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to a rad Religion Broadcasting premiere podcast, Damn You Hollywood, and here's your host, damn it, you're not in the right place,
1: Robert Winfrey, yay! Hello everyone and welcome, as Mark said, to Damn You Hollywood. Tonight we are discussing, well, the least interesting adaptation of Pinocchio <laughs> to come out this year. In theory,
2: say so we have technically three films and one video game about Pinocchio this year. It, it this is a strange year. It really
1: is. <laughs> uh, of all the of all the IP to enjoy a resurgence of that magnitude, Pinocchio. Well, as Mark mentioned, I'm Robert. We have a couple of guests. You just heard Alexis. She's back here because she comes on whenever we talk Disney and/or animation. And since this is Pinocchio, it's both. Hi, Alexis. How you doing? <laughs> happy to be back happy to tear this movie a new
0: one hey it's the it's the new host of uh, tv party tonight alexis Ana.
2: it'll be nice when i actually get to host another show <laughs> <laughs> i need to talk with you about scheduling uh after the show wraps
1: all right we'll see and joining us uh, for the first time and if history is any indicator far from the last time because we are a black hole <laughs> once you go once you pass the event horizon, you can't escape anymore.
0: I <laughs> would like to describe us as a very friendly cult.
1: Sure, <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, but Zach, we have joining us Mr. Zachary Strobel. So Zachary, how you doing? Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, it's great to be here. Longtime fan.
1: I not. I appreciate the sentiment.
3: I don't believe you,
0: though. <laughs> yeah, not. You had to do I. We we talked before the show. He's like, I listened to one show, and I'm like, and you came back? Why? Um, so. Zach
2: was previously a contestant on Tripped Up Trivia. Oh, nice. So he has been technically on the network before.
0: Very good. So, so Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. This being the first time you're on Damn You Hollywood, introduce yourself to the world. Um, are you from? What? Uh, what all is your? Um, what brought you to film? Uh, what expertise do you have in talking about Pinocchio and uh, Disney films and animation and whatnot?
3: Um, well, I'm uh, I'm originally from New York, but I live in Tucson, Arizona. A big. Uh... Hang on, which part of New
0: York? Real New York or upstate New York?
3: Um, Long Island, so a little bit yeah. above. High five, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> you gonna leave me hanging
0: oh <laughs> there we go <laughs> we'll, all right we're we'll part of long island nassau suffolk oh
1: gee. uh nassau yeah high five buddy <laughs> yeah mark's from Uniondale for the oh, Nice.
3: And nice. Uh, i'm from jericho so
0: nice okay yeah. all right you can stay you could be part of our club
3: now. <laughs> awesome uh currently living in tucson arizona long story but um uh, background, history, uh, currently I am an art teacher, uh, elementary school art teacher, but also a former animator, used to work for FX's Archer. Um, oh, nice. Yes. Um, what else did I used to do? I currently write uh, children's books for Amazon. Um, Alexis has helped me with a few of them. Um say um a lot That's. <laughs>
2: I did the cover art uh, for one, two of his books, I think
3: yes, you did yes. it for Grandpa's Beagle and Deborah the Retail Worker mm-hmm. and yes, those are real books that <laughs> you can get on Amazon That's um, you're, yeah. you're not
1: even close to the weirdest book titles I've seen on Amazon You. Know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, big fan of animation been drawing ever since I was seven years old. Uh, yeah. You could see this is not a, this is not like a green screen behind me this is actually a big picture of Pinocchio uh, My mom found this at an art um, So I'm sitting in this weird uncomfortable position where I could show you the, <laughs> the picture but um, but yeah I just love love Disney love film just. Is that um, why you wanted to come on tonight? Like, was there anything specific about
0: Pinocchio you were like, Alexis? I don't know who these two assholes are, but I gotta talk about this <laughs> Even with them, I gotta talk about this movie. What, what made you? Just, what made you decide to grace us with your presence?
3: Uh, I might have a little bit of a controversial opinion about it. Okay. Ooh. He did. He
2: comment. I wrote on Facebook. I wrote Disney just for once. Could you try? Just actually try. To which Zach commented, "Hey, I'd love to be on your show sometimes." To which I asked you mark i said hey we got a fan he wants to come on would you kill me if i sent him a link
0: okay thank you what's your opinion of
3: the original uh, animated classic um well, I have a big frame picture of it so mm-hmm. i really do like it um it's a, it's my second favorite disney movie the only reason why it's not number one is because aladdin has robin williams in it so they play dirty um, sure. um just beautiful movie but it's just the characters that I really like about it. And I just feel like I feel like the animation, which is stunning in every way possible, is just secondary to just the story. And it's very different from the book, but I think it's one of the few book adaptations, book-to-movie adaptations, that actually does enhance the story. I, I really like the character of Pinocchio a lot more.
0: My last kind of introductory getting-to-know-you uh, table-setting question before we get into the plot synopsis, Robert, is... After you were done being a huge fan of the Pinocchio animated classic and being a professional artist yourself in some respect, um, after watching this live-action remake, did you have to walk into the woods to live deliberately like the rest of us? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Just say no and we can move on, man.
0: Uh, are you talking to me or him? No, I was talking to you, Zachary. Oh, sorry. you said <laughs> I, said, I said just oh, say
2: no.
3: <laughs> no, I was letting him
0: know he was up to bat to do the plot yeah, synopsis yeah, yeah. Once, no. you, once we got your answer. Oh,
3: no. Uh, no, I did not. I actually... Um, I went and watched the original again, which is what <laughs> I think the reason these sequels exist besides us talking about them.
0: It's fa- you know what? it's What's funny about that is, after watching uh, Cruella and then the Glenn Close live-action remake of 101 Dalmatians. I actually did sit and watch the animated classic with my kids. They're like, hey, remember when this was a good movie? Let's watch <laughs> that again. <laughs>
1: hey, the many All streets right. of Newark drove a bunch of people to rewatch The Sopranos, so. true. Alright, Robert, take it away. Alright, this is pretty much the story of Pinocchio with a different twist on the ending. So if you know the story, you know what I'm about to tell you. We open on old Tom Hanks as he cavorts with his cgi animals and wishes for his son to it's never made expressly clear whether or not his son is dead or just has moved away from him and they've had a falling out something like that but he wishes for another another child and he's created a puppet out of pine and decides that he will name it pinocchio because pine and child in italian you get pinocchio he sees the wishing star he wishes for his son slash a new child, and the Blue Fairy shows up and brings Pinocchio to life. Jiminy Cricket is here, <laughs> and God bless Joseph Gordon-Levitt for keeping that accent the whole time. Uh, that's yeah, a weird... It's
2: kind of like when you see that horrible live-action Yogi Bear, and you hear Justin Timberlake doing boo-boo, and he just like sounds so spot-on for the characters, just like... Like, of all the things that I would have predicted, (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt sounding exactly like Jiminy Cricket is not one of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Pinocchio is brought to life. He and and Geppetto do their usual, do the bonding thing for a while. Then he sends Pinocchio off to school. And like most people who go to school, he is abducted by an (laughs) anthropomorphic fox. <laughs> like most children on their way to public school, abducted
0: by kidnappers.
2: Yeah. Mark, didn't that happen to both your kids on their first day of school?
0: Every day and every day since. Every day the same thing. We get a ransom note and then you know and my started my daughter starts talking about wanting to smash the patriarchy and, and she's like, <laughs> all right, you can have her
1: back. <laughs> Uh, He is sold to a puppet show led by a large Italian man named Stromboli. There, he meets a more original character, our first British character to take place in this Italian story, who uh, befriends him and helps Pinocchio escape, which he does in his usual fashion. Pinocchio then tries to go home, but he is abducted again, because on your way back. (laughs) This time by Cockney Luke Evans. <laughs> and his mini me.
2: Apparently, They've, he said, "You know what? I had so much fun playing Gaston. I just want to chew the scenery even more."
1: Uh, they are. He has then taken with these other children to Pleasure Island, and that's not a phrase you can say safely on the internet these days. But uh, <laughs> to Pleasure Island.
4: <laughs>
0: Hang on. Where are they? Hang on. I'm not going to use this for TikTok, so I can get away with this now. <laughs>
2: not again with the endless clips
1: (laughs) just down the full soundboard there
2: he did that on our review of upload he apparently that was my christening as the first time (laughs) that too
1: so they all go to pleasure island and it's cgi'd fun where the children are turned into donkeys because that's what they do on Pleasure Island. Pinocchio kind of turns into a donkey, at least partially, but he is rescued by Jiminy Cricket from Luke Evans and his smoke monsters. (laughs) I'm a tumor, I'm a
0: tumor, I'm a tumor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He returns home. Once again, this time he is not abducted, but he discovers that Geppetto has sold all of his clocks which he had previously not wanted to sell because they're all Disney references. So
2: someone had way too much fun animating those.
1: But he has sold all of them and bought himself a small boat, which he is using to search for Pinocchio because he found a flyer that indicated he'd been taken to Pleasure Island. So Pinocchio is now water-skied via the world's strongest seagull. <laughs> out to go locate geppetto they do find him they sort of uh, they're about to reconnect but then monstro shows up and whoever designed monstro needs to be flogged The terrible looking creature
2: yeah apparently i i i've actually been hearing rumors that they were war because monstro was a sperm whale yeah. In the original, mm-hmm. I actually heard they were worried that animal rights activists were going to get upset if they made him a regular whale. So now he is a sperm whale. He, he He's like a whale of puss. He, he's a sperm whale with tentacles on the side. It, this is sci-fi monster week come to life.
1: He's a bit more humpback than sperm. Like when you look at the body of him, it's weird. What they went I'll take for. your word for it. Like He's just weird. Just a weird creature. Uh, He swallows them because that's what he does. Uh, As per per the story goes, they set a giant fire inside of Monstro's mouth to make him sneeze. He then sneezes them out because we, and we lost Mark for some reason, but I assume he'll be back. We then send, uh, they escape. Geppetto is nearly, is injured during the escape process. Pinocchio sheds a single magical tear, which revives him. And our new ending is not Pinocchio becoming a real boy. It's, well, he demonstrated the qualities that we like in people. So does it really matter if he's actually made of wood? And I put my head through a wall because you have completely misunderstood the story, but I'll yell about that later.
2: Because Disney just has to sell the message that you are perfect exactly as you are and you don't need to change. You don't need to grow. The world will love you just as you are. I mean, let's face it, that's been the... That has been the moral of every single Disney live action film.
1: Pretty much on the remake side. Yeah, they've. And it works in some of them. Like there's a couple of those that I. There's a couple of these that I do like, but some of them just radically miss the mark. And for me, this one does. But Zach, you're up first. You've got a lot of history in the industry and whatnot. So your reaction to this film, good, bad, and otherwise.
3: All right. So. I have a lot of tree puns, but I promised Alexis I wouldn't do them.
2: At least do them in moderation, okay?
3: <laughs> All right. I I would have liked to do them. I mean, most of them aren't Pineful or anything, but um, I just think they're just Okay. okay.
2: Piss off, uh, Robert! Enough. He does have the ability to mute you. I know. only
1: had three, so that's what, <laughs> so that's. What, okay.
2: I,
3: I
1: worked hard on that. <laughs> I was, uh, you, you son of a birch. Okay.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> this is where um I have a little bit of a controversial opinion because honestly, I think the first forty minutes of this movie or the first half of this movie is just is honestly pretty good. And I think of that a lot because it had a good – it has a good director. It has a good writer. It does have a good – the effects are pretty good. Like, I actually like it – I like, like, where you get to know, like, the changes they did with Geppetto, like, with his deceased family. That sounds weird out of context. But, um, um, yeah, I really – I think that it was re- – I mean, it's not better than the original, but, I mean – um, I like, I love Michael Keegan Key. I know he has, I know by law he has to be in every Disney live action slash animated movie. Like I know he was in Chippendale. I know he was in Lion King, and I know he's in this. But honestly, I really liked him as Honest John, and honestly, I would have liked to see more of him. Like, I think the part where he disappears, I think that's where the movie goes downhill for me, because. I think cuz I, I think it's very well paced by that point but the pacing after it is atrocious. It just it get, it runs this theme like some, they try to do something from the original and then it does something weird and then it just abruptly ends. And that's like a theme like I see throughout the movie like also this movie as a teacher I feel very offended. This movie's very anti-school. <laughs> just a it's, bit. He just goes he's like it's like in the original, like school's supposed to be like, oh, he's got to go there if he wants to be a real boy. He goes there, gets kicked out. I'm like, what was that all about? That was like messing up the message. And there's a part where in Pleasure Island where they throw a brick through, like they destroy the school. I'm like, someone who made this movie really didn't like school. I mean, it's, I mean, I know it's not every kid's favorite place in the world, but I mean, I mean, at least they're consistent with it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, um, it's, um, I really thought that um, the effects were really good in the movie. Some of them are better than others. Like, I love Honest John's design. Like, it matches, like, Keegan's energy, though. And the, the lighting is really good. Like, um, but honestly, I feel like, um, I think it's just the stuff they added, and especially that ending, I just felt was too rushed. And, like, even the scene in pleasure island because i watched the original one the the original movie i timed it both pleasure island scenes are exactly the same 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 time like they're both about 10 to 15 minutes maybe it's like 12 it it doesn't really matter but um what what it is is it's like he doesn't even go there like he just gets kind of like swooped up like literally and figuratively like in it though and it's like you don't know who the coachman is like you don't know what his plan is unless of course unless you've seen the original and that's kind of the problem also with the movie is that it it's just like it, it just in it just assumes you've seen the original so it's just and recently and recently yeah so that's where it is it's like the especially that ending where like you like you mentioned it just it just ends which I can understand why they did it, like you went into, but did it have to be so rushed? Like, did it, it's just like it. Like, if I saw this in a theater, I'd be like, is that it? And then the, the usher would be like, get out of here. Like that. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so overall, I thought it was just okay. I Obviously, there were things, despite the ending, that really made me angry, but it was... I think this is the Disney remake that has the most potential. Like, like I said, good writer, good director, good composer, good cast. It's just when they had just, it started out okay. It's just everything just, um, it just, it just felt too rushed at the second half.
1: There's a real lack of connective tissue between the individual sequences as well for me on this, and. It, it definitely, there's a lot of jarring transitions between narrative beats. But I, I do think you're right. You know, this is one of the ones that's had a, it was set up more for success than some of the other of these that they've tried, certainly. Uh, uh, Alexis, you and I both had a similar reaction to one of, I'm going to assume that was improvised by Keegan-Michael Key when he tries to come up with a stage name for Pinocchio.
2: I actually screamed at my TV, and my husband was upstairs in his office and he ran out going, What, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just hit my limit. (laughs) So I do give credit to Keegan Michael Key. I give actually credit to most of the actors in this, that they are trying. Tom Hanks really needs to stop doing accents. For those of us who saw Elvis, you know what I'm talking about. But he is, you know, giving it as all the kid who voiced Pinocchio really is doing a wonderful job keegan michael Key is giving his all in this performance you can tell he is just throwing himself around the audio recording room it's just like it's like they will talk of you and you will be fit you you could tell he is just flourishing so much with it and like i said luke evans even as the the coachman the, the stage coachman I, I don't remember exactly what you call him
1: just coachman coachman,
2: coachman. uh he does a good job, but I, I like how he has, when he's singing and he's handing them, oh, God, the fact that they had to change it to root beer. I know we're not going to see kids smoking the cigars. I get that. But the fact that the kids are drinking root beer, I'm like, you kind of miss the point.
1: You also, you can't, like, root beer's not that color. Like No. <laughs> it's just, sorry. No. You hold made it. Hold, hold on, let me check.
2: Hold on, let me check. Oh, he's got root beer. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, um, let me see okay we got A&W let's find out
1: yep it was they defi- well that's the first <laughs> they, they definitely made beer and then just had the ADR root beer in there
2: undoubtedly but yeah you have the scene of him singing and he's handing them the root beer and he's singing it's like play play and it's like he's actually giving a really good performance you know he has this menace pers- but he still sounds so charismatic and persuasive and i liked it but they can't save this movie the tone is all over the place pinocchio was a very very dark story and it's clear that the producers for this couldn't figure out if they wanted to stay as dark as that they were scared to go that dark and because of that it bounces around too much the pacing like you guys said is terrible the fact that he gets Picked up in the net to take to Pleasure Island. I mean, I was gonna go and like I'm sorry, did you guys not have the budget for Honest John again or something? Because I, I don't know why you're doing it like this. I, I don't know why we suddenly get this lesson on peer pressure. Robert, you weren't kidding about Monstro. That also pissed me off because Monstro, in my opinion, is one of the best animated movie monsters. He's yeah. not just a whale. He's got that curled lip, like a sneer. They gave him human teeth, so he yeah. has more of a like a grimace than just like like a predator would. And that roar, that crazy roar they gave him, it's legit terrifying. And this monster, it's like, okay, so you didn't want him to be a whale, you made him seem monster fine, but he's not scary. He's not imposing. There, there's nothing built up to him. And the chase feels very underwhelming. Just so much of this movie just screened either. It's the exact same.
0: Are we, um, are we done with the plot synopsis? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, my computer crashed and everything. So I missed what was going on. Zach already had his uh, turn to do mm-hmm. his craft review.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I don't know if it's been said yet. Um, this is not how I wanted this to go tonight, but I um, eh, don't worry about it. I did want to bring up. I, I did want to bring up something. And again, I apologize if this was already addressed. But the thing that stood out to me with this Pinocchio was. So you, you've chosen to do things in live action. And I was thinking about like Beauty and the Beast, which has a lot of CGI in it because you got to do the cups and everything. But <laughs> if I recall, and Robert me if I'm wrong, um, not that it was like photorealistic or anything like jungle book or lion king but everything in in beauty and the beast felt more textured more layered it felt those felt like real cups those felt like real pots that felt like a real ca- uh candelabra 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 thank you um you know everything felt like it belonged in that world and i'm watching this and i'm getting like who framed roger rabbit vibes but badly done. What, like he, yeah. you have a wooden puppet, and they chose to make the wooden puppet not look in any way, shape, or form like a wooden puppet. They chose to intend to make him an animated character that's approximating a. a you know, it, it's almost like again, it has that Roger Rabbit vibe to it. With that's clearly a cartoon rabbit. But I was thinking about the difference between Roger Rabbit and Pinocchio. <laughs> Even with cartoon uh, characters interacting with Bob Hoskins and Christopher Lloyd, that all felt seamless. They all felt like they belonged in that world. Nobody felt like they'd walked in from another dimension, like this is that one episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) You know, (laughs) everything felt cohesive where Pinocchio doesn't look like he belongs in that world. Pinocchio literally again it goes that that episode of the Simpsons or family guy where you've walked into a completely different type of world where you 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 don't belong. He's so brightly colored. He looks nothing like, like a real th- there's no texture to him. There's no um there it, it doesn't come across like wood. He he just look he looks like a cartoon. He looks like a cartoon boy. And it's really jarring. I'm with you,
2: Mark. You could see the wooden texture on his skin, but it looks like just the like his mouth and his eyes, mm-hmm. they're painted on and it's like how do I put this? Like someone's projecting them.
0: Yeah. Onto yeah, exactly. the wood.
2: I, I was expecting more of a carved face. And right. but you never actually see any real expression or movement in his cheeks, his eyebrows, or anything like that.
3: I kind of liked it.
0: Okay, well, uh, go ahead and you can debate me on this. What 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 it about? What about it did you like? Because to
3: me, it was jarring. Well, I liked it because it reminded me of a better movie. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair, fair.
3: <laughs> I
0: you know, talk about like tonal consistency. For me, there's an aesthetic inconsistency in this movie. Things things.
2: Now i will never know his things. <laughs> Computer must have crashed again. All yeah, right. So. Um, well, Robert, you want to take the floor now? You've heard from both Zach and me. Uh, you want to start up the next argument? Yeah, let me
1: go ahead and get into mine very briefly. Oh, he's back.
0: I was, okay, <laughs> was going to say the there's an aesthetic inconsistency that takes me out of the movie. So like Geppetto interacting with Cleo and um, Figaro. <laughs> Somebody, I, I was listening to the critically acclaimed guys talk about this today. Like they couldn't they they couldn't put out for for a real cat. We had to CGI the cat, but the cat doesn't do anything. They cgi a cat that was just going to lay on a table. Like, what? why? Why are we doing
1: this? Well, uh, go ahead, Robert. If I can dovetail on that, I've got a Some of the effects in this movie look good. Mm-hmm. Anytime Tom Hanks or anytime someone... Anytime a live person is interacting with something that's clearly CGI'd, there's an inconsistency that they never... This movie never fixes...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: poor Tom Hanks carrying around that cat and they're having the cat move and do stuff
0: I, and I, don't go too far into this because I gotta talk about
1: Tom Hanks but continue Well, and it's not really like he's not really reacting to the cat and the cat's not really where it's supposed to be in his hand and he's petting it and it's not reacting to being petted and there's times <laughs> when he picks up Pinocchio and like you just inserted the CG model but anytime Tom Hanks shifts his hands a little bit because he's supposed he's miming playing with something or he has a physical doll that he's monkeying with. There's no reaction from the model to the physical stimuli. And it's really jarring when you like the first time I saw it was when he's messing with around with the cat and I couldn't unsee it for the rest of the movie. Like (laughs) these are not these things. There's no verisimilitude here. These are not interacting.
2: Broke the uncanny Valley for you.
1: Just Mm -hmm. a little. We are the bottom of the uncanny Valley here, people. (laughs) Um, I was thinking about, about this. Tom Hanks.
0: I I was thinking about this, and I and I and I almost I'm almost reticent to bring it up because I feel like I'm going to do it, and then you know I'm going to Alexis is going to catch the vapors, and she's going to fan herself and fall over. But <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks sucks, and, and this isn't like a like a Pat Mullen Tom Hanks as a dirty pervert sucks. This is didn't he used to be a good actor? Sucks. What happened here? Like
2: I would say, I commented after you after your computer crashed. For those mm-hmm. of us who saw Elvis, please tell Tom Manks to stop doing accents.
0: He <laughs> didn't bother me so much in that one, just because like you could you could we talked about this when we reviewed it. You can kind of play off the fact that he's supposed to be like swarmy and awful, and so his awful accent plays into just the general awfulness of that character. It, it's so bad. It's like I'm going to give you nothing to like about me, including my terrible acting. Fine, that all works for me. It doesn't work here. He's supposed to be somewhat of a sympathetic character, but he just sounds like he's having a stroke through the entire movie. Like he that that whole first act where he's messing around with Pinocchio and it, it, the whole thing is like he he sounds like fucking the Godfather. Pinocchio, no, no, make you an offer you can't refuse. He's just. The whole time he's just hunched over and mumbling, and I'm like, what is this that I'm watching here? Like Geppetto is this going to the animated classic like, is this like full of life character and he's you know got so much joy within him, and you want him you want him to have a real boy, you want him to have that father-son connection. He is somebody that glows brightly, and then this character, I like I kept waiting for the scene where, you know, that they cut where he goes into a corner and drinks himself to death.
3: What was happening?
0: With, this was a really weird portrayal. And I, I between the writing and the acting, you would be convinced. And I am a huge fan of Tom Hanks and in, in Forrest, uh, Forrest Gump. I think he's fantastic in that. A lot of like the 90s Tom Hanks stuff is, is pretty phenomenal. You would be convinced he's the worst actor in Hollywood after watching this. He's terrible. Like to the point that it, I I was I was telling Robert before we started and I, I already had a hard time getting through this movie because it's so bad, but I almost didn't get out of the first act. And that is all on Tom Hanks. He sucks, Robert.
2: Actually, if I can piggyback, there's an actor yeah. in this who sucks far worse than Tom Hanks.
0: Really? God help who? me.
2: It's Cynthia Enzio.
0: Is she the blue fairy?
2: Yes. This is, is a- my impression of how they oh God, got. She's such
0: a non-character, though. It didn't bother me as much.
2: Okay, for the record, this is the actress who's going to play Elphaba in the live in the film Wicked that's coming out. She's going to play the Are Wicked you serious? Witch. Serious, hundred percent.
1: That's going to go so badly.
2: This is my impression of them offering her the role. Cynthia we'd like for you to play the blue fairy well I don't know I don't really think I want to we'll let you sing wish upon when you wish upon a star okay I'll do it she sings beautifully her rendition of that song is amazing you can tell the rest of the time she's acting she's just like let me get this over with there's a crawler on the craft table that I want
0: (laughs) you know universal Comcast Pornhub please, <laughs> you can still you can still pull the plane out of a tailspin you're spending like billions of dollars on this two part wicked story coming out in the next couple of years please recast that role <laughs> you, you, there's still time there's still time you can
2: it gets save worse this. you know who's playing Glinda or Ginda, Glinda, whatever the hell her name is
1: it's Glinda the Good Witch
2: yeah what the hell is the name of that pop star again hang on a second Please tell me it's Taylor Swift. No, it's not Taylor Swift. No, this one actually can't act uh, even worse. You said
1: pop star. That's really all that needs to be said. All right. Um, I don't, while she's looking up.
2: Ariana Grande.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Damn it. I have killed the show, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't even like Wicked as a property. And even I feel badly for all of the people who do. After I the- feel <laughs>
0: bad for the fucking look. I, I, look, we all know that I'm a dirty corporatist, and I feel bad for Universal, Comcast, Pornhub, that that they're gonna lose so much money on this wicked, this two part wicked movie. Like I, seriously, that first part's gonna come out, it's gonna bomb like cats, and the second part's gonna go straight to Peacock, which is not a real service.
1: <laughs> assuming, assuming Peacock is still around by the time the second half of that movie comes out. Oh, for the record, really? it's
2: Cynthia Arivo. I'm sorry, I mispronounced her name. All right. so.
0: Cynthia Arepa, got it. Um, any, any. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to add. This this movie was so like poorly paced that I had a hard time staying with it. And then there were you brought up like the net scene. There's a, there feels like just a lot of scenes of Pinocchio running. And it just like they were just
1: like he's Tom Cruise. I was going to say that.
0: (laughs) It almost had that like Phantom Menace George Lucas effect of how much shit can we put in the frame? And and have, you know, before it stops making any sense whatsoever. And they were getting awfully close at times. So that's Robert. Anything else before we move on?
1: A couple of things. There's a bunch of the sequences in Pleasure Island that I (sighs) they don't look good.
2: Hold on, Robert. I gotta ask you something because Mark and I talked about this, and he disagreed with me. You agreed with me. Doesn't this movie screen that it was made supposed to be seen in 3D?
1: Yeah. All right. So I want to address that real quick. There's a dozen sequences in this movie that are like, "Hey, put your 3D glasses on." And oh, wait, we're on Disney Plus. Oh,
3: sorry.
1: No, no. Go ahead, Zachary.
3: Um, I thought. Well, they did one thing consistent. They wasted a lot of food at pres pleasure island like in the original like Lampwick's eating like a roast duck or chicken or whatever and i was like he just takes a bite and throws it behind him i'm like come on that henchman or that black fart in the uh, in the remake uh that one he must have he's evil but he must have slaved over a hot stove for that <laughs> what what October with
2: tw- those smoke gosh. monsters why didn't he just have henchmen
3: i w- one don't know. he, uh, who
0: knows on October 29th, 2019, it was reported that Disney was considering releasing the film on a, on a streaming service, Disney Plus, due to the box office failure of the horrendous piece of shit that was the Dumbo remake from
3: 2019. Why well, is that was... name? Uh,
0: so yes, not we'll bring that up again. Though it was reported that a theatrical release seems more likely after the hiring of Robert Zemeckis as director... On December 9th of twenty twenty, the film was officially announced to be moving back to Disney Plus instead of a theatrical release in response to the COVID nineteen pandemic. So you're probably right, Alexis. This was probably meant when they were doing principal photography to be in theaters and to be projected on a uh, on three D, and then everything you know everything went to Disney. It went to a uh, Disney Plus. So yeah, there were without... way
2: too many shots of forced perspective. Yeah, yeah. that it was. Ju- it was just like this hat. Or I, let me put it this way: If it wasn't somebody forgot to tell Zemeckis that he's not making 3D movies anymore, because I know he made a ton of those during the 3D revival of the last twenty years. Yeah. And I was watching, it's like Zemeckis—they did tell you this is going to Disney Plus, right?
0: <laughs> Disney, what so, now? Talk, so talk, about, talk, the, about the, talk about the ending real quick, because I know that I, that was a big problem.
1: Well, let me let me get through the other some other craft issues, because I want the I want to save the ending for last. Uh, there's stuff where they're on Pleasure Island, like when they're going on their big carnival trip, and they're like supposed to be almost surfing down these like waves of gobstoppers or jawbreakers, and it, it looks awful. Like it, it just looks. It's so. We know this thing's green screened. If you then compo- compose sequences that make it even more obvious, it just hurts. Like it's it's just physically painful. Um, they do the thing in the writing, and I hate this. I really hate this. This is not just this movie. This is a thing I hate. Where we'll quote something from the source material. And then the next line is something that's modern and anachronistic to it. I mean, our, our intro to this is Jiminy Cricket doing the, like, speaking the first couple of lines from When You Wish Upon a Star. And then going, hey, catchy tune, isn't it? Like, <laughs> no. Bad writer. Bad writer. Don't do that. Like, this is this for everybody out there. Don't do that. Do not do that. It's a stupid writing trick. Don't do it.
2: Agreed. Okay,
3: I won't do it
0: again. <laughs> 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 Zach, like just tearing pages out of his book, like. Okay, this is out podcast. the window. <laughs> just throw the papers a- afterwards. She's going to get with Alexis. And be like, I'm not going back on that show again. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> just just throwing, throwing his book over his shoulder. Killed
2: his will to live. Sorry, <laughs> man. I should have warned you. That happens when you come on the show. <laughs>
1: It helps to come here already at least partially zombified. Then you're good. Speaking of smoke monsters. (laughs) Zombified or uh, drunk, take (laughs) your pick. So, the ending. Uh, (laughs) I I hate this ending for a couple of very specific reasons. (laughs) Let's, Let's get to the big one. Fundamentally, the story of Pinocchio is it's about the hero's journey and how that changes you. That's ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. pinocchio it comes to being he has a goal he wishes to become a real person he goes out into the world seeking knowledge he is betrayed he is tempted by pleasure and the the sort of hedonistic lifestyle he rightly runs from it he tries to return to his father who has been swallowed by a whale he descends into the belly of the beast to retrieve his father they escape and through the course of his heroic journey he is transformed and this is the this is the message of pinocchio it is about the importance of going out into the world and facing the ter- the perils and trials and horrors that you find there and the fact that these 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 acts are transformative to you they make you into who you want to be and again this is the fundamental essence of the story and your ending here is For all the people screaming about Ryan Johnson subverting expectations, this is the most deliberate undercutting of a fundamental message of a story you can find. Pinocchio does not change. He is not changed, in fact, fundamentally by his journey. It i mean tom hey geppetto's the one that changes he comes out at the end like you know i really shouldn't have wished for you to be a real boy and i'm sorry that was my fault i'm a bad white heterosexual male
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get the idea that he was saying i shouldn't have wished for you to replace my son yeah that and makes at first sense. i and at first i thought that was where they were going to go with this because again we he sees the picture of his son who yeah i guess is deceased And it's clear he is still going through the trauma and depression over that. And that's why he wishes for Pinocchio to be his son. But they forget to include that in the entire middle. It's like they add that at the beginning and they add that at the end. There is nothing in the middle of this movie that hints that Geppetto made a mistake. Yeah, and...
1: It's painfully obvious why they chose to alter this ending the way that they did, and it's really stupid. Like again, you are undercutting the entire message that Pinocchio is meant to teach people, and it's it it's just bad. It's just it it really sits poorly with me. The more I like, immediately it sat badly with me. It sets worse the more I think about it. So uh, Zach, you seem to be a. I think you have like pink. i he's there, chomping so at the bit,
2: man. Yeah.
1: So please. Oh no,
3: no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I. But I agree with you. I think, I I think it, it really it's just an abrupt ending. I just I mean I I get what they're doing. Um, and it's a little annoying because at the beginning of the movie, like Jiminy Cricket's like, oh, I'm gonna. It's like I know what's gonna happen to you. It's like, really? And then at the last minute of the movie, he's like, what happened to him? Nobody knows. Who knows what happened? You know! You're the narrator!
2: (laughs) That was a very weird little speech they gave him. It's like, well, there have been lots of versions. It's like, why did you write it like that? It's like, you want to leave it open-ended, stupid, but fine. But again, why did you write it like that?
1: Uh, I I assume that most of the writers on the, uh, just have lost all ability to assume nuance. Like it, if here, here's how, if you want to leave this open ended, here's how you do it. I'll, I'll you have Geppetto holding Pinocchio's hand as they walk into the tunnel of light, and there's a change in Pinocchio's outline. He becomes less angular, but you never actually show the transformation, and that and that's it. Then you let people decide for themselves. Like, did he actually trans? Like, what happened there? But because we can't do that, we can't do nuance, we can't do subtle, we have Jiminy Cricket up there going, well, this is an open-ended story and you're allowed to decide for yourself and whatever you decide is just fine.
0: Relativism. It's terrific. Hey, I want to play a it really game. Isn't. Yeah, because, yeah, I like games. All right, so we have like 20 minutes left slotted for the craft review and sometimes we just, we just don't go the whole hour. But I want to use this time um to look at the other live action remakes. And we're gonna go from back to 2014. Starting with and so the game is better or worse than Pinocchio. Okay.
2: Oh dear
0: God, this is gonna <laughs> okay. hurt. Okay, Robert. Yeah. I haven't seen all, right.
4: That one. all right. Damn it. I'll, I'll play.
0: <laughs> well we we we've reviewed play. them all. So starting with Maleficent, Robert. Right. B- better or worse than Pinocchio.
1: Maleficent. First one.
0: <laughs> That's a rough one, man. Cause there's some good stuff about Maleficent and we talked about it back okay. then,
1: but like the stuff I'm with going, the King is I, I, so bad. It's better for one reason and one reason only because Angelina Jolie chewing scenery is at least entertaining.
0: Agreed. Angelina Jolie really elevates Maleficent, but it's, she's definitely elevating a piece of garbage. All right.
1: Um. Next one. Cinderella. Oh, by far so- the best. Cinderella is still the best, technically. Like, if we're talking film craft and everything, Cinderella is the best one of these they've done. So, yeah, much better.
0: I think we're on record as saying they haven't done a good one of these since 2015.
1: (laughs) It's like, wow. Probably.
0: Um,
2: Every time somebody asks me my thoughts on the live action Cinderella, I just say, just go put on Ever After if you want to watch a decent movie. Fuck you. Cinderella is great. What? I, I think Ever After is the best live action Cinderella story. I really do
1: uh you you're hurting my uh, you're going to Oh make no. Me stand- oh you made her <laughs> disappear. Oh cheat <she's> back. Like <laughs> uh, you well, you're really you guys are really going to sit here and make me have to stand up for my mother's opinion. All right, fair enough. Uh dude, slipper on the rose is still like th- there's a there's a there's a bunch of these Cinderella adaptations.
0: Look Zachary's just been on one podcast with us And he's watched another one And he's seen how like hard we can be on movies You want to see two middle-aged Heterosexual, cis, white, gendered men Just gush about a Cinderella movie Listen yes. to me and Robert Talk about the one from 2015 Yeah, We were breathless With how much we loved well, that
1: movie It was fantastic uh, We Hang on, we didn't have a bad thing to say about it That doesn't mean we were effusive with We didn't <laughs> gush uh, I, I recall it's gushing um, all right, next Relative one. John... to some of the other stuff we talked about in 2015, yes,
0: <laughs> sure. Um, John Favreau's Jungle Book, not as yeah. good as Cinderella, but by far one of the better ones. I, I kind of I say that's
2: the best, uh, live action. No,
0: the uh, best is Cinderella. We already so covered
1: far. this. A- hang on, hang on. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy the, the Jungle Book. It, I'd still say it's better than Pinocchio, but like. Uh, that's another one where they changed the ending stupidly.
3: It Sorry. wasn't even a book. It was a movie. You should have called it the Jungle Movie or the Jungle Book Movie, which sounds dumb, but at least it's accurate. It's, it, it we should have
2: much- warned you, Zach. He's got a ample amount of video clips and sound effects, and he knows how to use them.
4: Okay. So, Loki.
2: I don't think Zach's gonna get that joke though. So, yeah, yeah, keep, keep going. so
0: Loki. Next <laughs> <laughs> okay, one. Moving on. Um, uh, next one was Alice Through the Looking Glass. We don't. I don't even think we covered that Ooh. one. I know oh, I took like water through it. Oh, that's such a bad it's movie.
2: Not good. No. Yeah. This is
0: so <laughs> no, not good. So better or worse than Pinocchio, though? Worse. Worse. Wow. Okay. Pinocchio is still still better than Alice Through the Looking Glass. What, I a piece like, of garbage I, that was.
1: I, I might. Are, I might be convinced that Alice in Wonderland is better than Pinocchio, even though I dislike that movie. Th- through the Looking Glass is terrible. I, I got be- forced to watch that while I was donating plasma. I think that's the only way they got you to watch. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that one I actually better. saw. Beauty and the Beast is much better than Pinocchio.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. Mm, I kind of like. I'm
1: Pino- oh, sorry. I no, don't
3: know. Go I, ahead. Oh, I thought I thought Pinocchio was better, but it's not like that's not saying a lot
0: christopher robin um i i remember like we gave it a halfway decent review if i remember correctly i like that
2: the, movie i thought it was, was a good movie
0: i was listening to the critically acclaimed guys they trashed christopher robin like there was an element right. of it that they thought was a disservice to the winnie the pooh uh story
1: really not sure i, not sure I agree with that from them but um better than better than pinocchio yeah and sure i mean yeah look we gave christopher robin i think if we gave it a letter grade it was like a b minus it's, it's mm-hmm. well above average it's not it's not spectacular yeah i remember dumbo taking it. worse yeah dumbo's worse than pinocchio yeah
0: <laughs> you think so i yeah. uh, i don't know
1: hey hey mark let's think back to just how much of that movie is spent with the older daughter character and I knew- her- we talked about that and all the things that this nine-year-old child in the 1920s is so much <laughs> better at than most people are today.
0: <laughs> yes, and we trashed that. And I definitely complain we didn't have racist crows. because That's my favorite part of the movie. But I've seen a house fly. Um, but um, I don't, for I my, don't know. Poor
1: Michael Keaton at, the, at, a, at, a, at a podium randomly pulling levers while sparks go off.
0: I, I'm going to go ahead and, and give a contra- controversial opinion. I think it's slightly better than Pinocchio. I didn't I... fall asleep on Dumbo. Because you, you know, to I will give theater.
2: Dumbo this. At <laughs> least for the most part, visually, it was a little bit better. And I credit that solely to Tim Burton's style. I like the look of the Tim, circus that Tim he Burton's had. Tim Burton's
0: film's greatest monster, Timbo- Tim Burton. <laughs> <clears> Tim
2: <throat> Burton dumbo was a little bit more visually interesting than pinocchio that's all i'm saying
0: great greater monster george lucas or tim burton robert
1: in what contest (laughs) (laughs) you can't just say who's the greater monster like there's there's like like, yeah
2: i'm sorry you can't say phantom menace or planet of the apes remake okay (laughs) aladdin um
0: Worse than Pinocchio? Are you mad? Hang on, hang I on. I actually
2: say better, but Zach, you also said that how much you love Robin Williams. So, no offense, man, but I think yeah, you're a little that, biased that, on that. Yeah, so. that, that
0: opinion. I'm is very biased to me. So I
1: hey,
2: hang back. On. Here's here's hang
0: thinking here's back. The thinking big thinking back to our Aladdin review, our big complaint was her big busy business women feminist moment that seemed There's completely that. out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, we didn't really bag on that much.
1: No, no, no. there's two other things about that movie we bagged on Mm -hmm. one the bollywood dancing because reasons don't know why it's there second the fact that they ran out of budget before the end of the movie so instead (laughs) of a proper finale we get them chased by iago for 20 seconds
2: yeah i remember us complaining about how it's like they land in that where there's like a fountain or a sculpture or something of a giant mm-hmm. snake, and the three of us were like, "Okay, it's going to come alive. It's going to come alive. It's going like, where the hell's the giant snake?"
1: Right. So, uh, I'm I'm willing to entertain arguments on both sides of that. I'll say Aladdin's a little bit better than Pinocchio, but I can see the argument to the contrary.
0: I think it's grander. It has more gravitas, and I think other than the stupid ending and the dumb feminist song, oh no no no, no wait, a,
1: here, Here's the other thing we complained about. If I can show you the world is a trip around the bay, you <laughs> failed miserably. That's fair.
0: Still better than Pinocchio. I don't care what you say. The Lion King, the photorealistic piece of garbage Lion King, the, First, the, the special e- so much the, worse. The special effects demo reel, Lion King.
2: They're worse? making a prequel. You guys saw this, right? Yes. Didn't. But
1: whatever. We are getting
2: the Mufasa movie.
1: Oh, terrific! I hope I he hope lives in end. this one. I hope <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got
0: plot armor for the. Yeah, so I, the only way I, I hope they, at the end he's in a he's in a breathable suit and he's just
1: no. He falls off. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll say the Lion King's worse just for the abomination that they did to be prepared if for no oh. other reason. What they did to that song makes it worse than Pinocchio, and the characters like half sing rhyming dialogue. Yeah. Plus side, Here...
2: the Mufasa prequel will not be directed by Jon Favreau. I don't oh, remember they who they brought in, but it's not Favreau, so you know, we can
1: be I can thankful that the man
2: who gave us the Mandalorian is not doing that again.
0: Unless it goes straight to Disney Plus, if it goes into theaters, here's what's going to happen to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: <Yeah>. um, <laughs> pretty much.
0: Are you having fun, Zach? I am. Um, <laughs> Maleficent, Mistress of Evil.
2: Worse. Worse. I didn't
3: see it. You 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 are better off.
1: You you are missing nothing.
3: I don't think I've seen half of these.
2: Mark, that was one of the first movies. You asked me if I wanted in on it. You assumed I was going to say yes. I said no. And you were just so taken aback. Like, (laughs) you don't want to talk about this? Like, I don't want to sit through this. Please don't make me.
0: Fair. Yeah. (laughs) Maleficent is a very entertaining movie. This sequel is hot garbage um speaking of hot garbage lady in sure. the tramp
1: haven't seen Tanner. it actually so i can't comment
0: oh, I alexis s- and i reviewed it
3: i saw half of it because then i realized oh yeah i'm at home and i i am an adult and i don't have to watch this <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was one of the first movies uh that disney really pushed during the uh shutdown mm-hmm. it's like you know it's like hey you- we have new stuff on disney plus even that though that and, the mandalorian,
0: in that and the mandalorian were available day one on disney plus Mm-hmm. And you and I reviewed it and I remember us thinking, "A, it's a nothing movie. Uh, they took out the racist cats, which made me upset.
2: They made them they, they've had them voiced by black actors. I, I feel like they kind of missed the we, point of we cutting talked the about racism. That.
0: Well, that was like we talked about that. We were like they took out the racist Asian stereotype to put in the racist black stereotype like <laughs> it's
2: like do you, did you do not think this through guys
0: like as african americans we have come so far that we can put ourselves in the movie and be racist and it's perfectly fine but we're gonna and continue get to back to singing
2: zippity doodah
0: <laughs> i guess i am waiting for the all-white version of song of the south zach um. knows
2: what i'm talking about we're both on that animation historians board that i tell you guys about, and. How often would you say, Zach, we get someone talking about Song of the South at least once a week?
3: Oh, definitely <laughs> once a week. It's like, sign my petition will go nowhere. It's
1: like, we <laughs> Oh, must... my God. There
2: are so many petitions to have Song of the South get released. Your... It's
1: like... Guys, this is for everyone out there on the internet. Your online petitions mean nothing.
0: By the way, just go to any convention. You'll find a Song of the South. I did. I have Song of the South on bootleg DVD. And I watch it every Black History Month. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Just right after the quarter. <laughs> after, yeah, I kind of wipe the tears out of my eyes. Um.
2: Okay, now that we've alienated what few listeners we have left.
0: <laughs> Speaking of alienating listeners,
1: move on. Oh, worse! No, no
2: worse! <laughs> it's
1: worse. Mulan is worse than this.
2: I speaking hate
1: it. By the way, speaking of movies that completely misunderstand the message of their original story, Mulan's a story about how you can overcome your physical limitations through hard work, dedication, and ingenuity. And the live-action version is well, you're a girl, ergo, you're magic. <laughs>
2: Not to mention, I think it's worth pointing out, Pinocchio was released onto Disney Plus for free. Mulan, we had to pay 30 bucks for it. True. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not just garbage. It's garbage we had to shell out extra for.
0: And speaking of garbage we had to shell out extra for, Cruella. She liked it.
1: Hang on. Ooh.
2: I know all of us gave it a... Put <laughs> <Hold> him
1: back. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I know
2: all of us gave that a bad review, but I am going to say it's better again because it's more visually interesting. And I know we agreed on this when we discussed it. The soundtrack kicks
0: ass.
1: I did not agree to to that.
0: What we agreed on was that the costuming was the big star of the movie and it was about the only thing holding it up. You and I like the soundtrack, but Robert Robert's point with the soundtrack was, this is yet another person who misunderstood the point of Guardians of the Galaxy and just went, Arr, ar, ar,
4: ar, put famous <laughs> songs, ar, ar, ar,
0: ar, and, like And nothing else, you know, so. All right, so Pinocchio, that. oddly, not the worst piece of trash they've released since they started doing these live-action remakes. You know,
1: for as dumb as the ending is, and for as much as the ending misses the point of Pinocchio, it's a less offensive retelling of this story than like Mulan is to the original
0: it's fair well that's why we went through this exercise all right Zach it's time are you ready to play the game it's yes time our, it's time for our,
1: my favorite segment of the show I don't wait, even wait, give a wait. shit about these what? Yeah, you, you got to do the money first because you haven't talked about the box office weekend. No, no, in a I am. That, 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 okay. That's what I was getting to. Oh, but <laughs> I thought you
2: you're spoilers. Favorite, oh, no, no, no. His favorite Robert, part. You ruined the setup. Man. I
1: ruined it. Normally, his favorite part is trying to be an You know an what? I
0: said play the game, and I'm like, he's thinking I'm going to do the Triple H thing, and I'm like, no, I I want to play the money. <laughs> that's true. You, you also did set up with the wrestling reference. <laughs> I did. I I I messed up. Anyway, um, I, I I set <laughs> I, I set the ball, but like to the other team. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you scored on the wrong
0: basket. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, my favorite part, even though there was no money to be had, here it is the money. We're
4: in the money. We're in the money.
3: All and right. We're tiny in the corner.
1: <laughs> Has yes, anyone ever we're...
2: found a copy of that clip without the uh, Spanish subtitles?
1: Yeah, we. Leave. Even if I did, I wouldn't send it to him. I like. Listen, it's currently not dinging
0: the copyright thing on YouTube, so shut your face. <laughs> um, leave it which alone.
1: Is, which is the big thing.
2: Fair yeah. enough.
0: That's why we had to get rid of Shane McMahon. We um, used to be. Other, I don't know if you. I don't know if you watch wrestling, ones, Zachary, yeah. but we used to be. Um, what do you call it? Naughty by Nature's "The Money" uh, theme for Shane McMahon's entrance music, and I was getting dinged every single time for copyright infringement. So yeah. We switched it to this. All right. Um, There is no money to be had. This was a straight to Disney Plus thing, but they did spend like, think what? 200 million on this, Robert? I mean, I can't find exact numbers, but I've heard it's like Marvel money.
1: It's somewhere between 150 and two would be my guess.
2: I'll look up it on Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. see if it says anything. Uh, Can I
3: just say something really quickly? Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like
1: this
3: should have gone theatrical and hear me out on this. Because the thing is, whether or not these are good or not have not stopped them in the past. I feel like... I feel like they should have just released it because if you're going to make money, and this is going to sound really, really, really mean, but I, if if it bombed, maybe it,
1: they would stop making all these awful remakes. We could hope. We, we could only cry. hope. Well, look, in the world before Disney Plus, you would have been correct. Okay, with I'm Disney gonna. Plus I want to
0: counter it. that point with with the following anecdote. When I worked for um, Rob Zakari, aka Rob Black's Extreme Associates. <laughs> Yes, folks. I worked for a dirty, filthy pornographer. I was the marketing person for his pornography. Um, when I worked for Rob Black, and we started filming the, um, the XPW shows, and then we were putting them on VHS and shipping them to stores, there was a question of who in their right mind would buy these. Why? Who wouldn't? Who would sell them? Like we're like we're like a distant fourth in terms of wrestling companies. There's no fucking way that you know. People will look for WWF. They'll look for WCW and they'll even buy some ECW. There's no way anyone's going to buy these. And Rob was like, you don't understand how retail stores work. They need shit to sell. They can't just sell the same thing. They People will eventually stop coming into the store. They need a variety of products to put on the shelves to sell. So they're So they'll even take our rinky-dink tapes because it's better than nothing. When you create an infinite shelf and we've talked about this ad nauseum on the Rattles and Broadcasting Network, whether it's TV Party or You Hollywood or Triple Feature, we have talked about the how streaming services are an infinite shelf of content. They don't nearly have enough. And Robert and I started to talk about this with the Gray Man about how we're coming to we think the end of the streaming wars and you're going to start seeing um, you're already starting to see uh s- companies and services being engulfed by other by other bigger, more successful ones. And there's going to be less and less streaming services as we go along. You know, we had this rise to like peak streaming to where everybody and their mother. You know, we had the Rattledge and Broadcasting streaming service. We had everyone had a streaming service. Zachary had a streaming service. Everyone did and nobody bought them. People bought like one or two of these, maybe. And, the, and then the rest was like, yeah, no. And so it, you're starting to see the bottom fall out and the collapse. Of these uh, streams. And so now, as we talked about on the Gray Man review, you need streaming movies like Pinocchio. This thing was never going to make any money. Okay? This was going to bomb in theaters. They are better off putting it on Disney Plus because at least that got eyeballs on the streaming service. Um, To where if they don't put high quality IP on the service, why, you know, again, this is why... This was one of the reasons why they invested so much money in Lucasfilm and before that, Marvel. It, the idea was we have these IPs. We need to create exclusive content for our streaming service or no one's going to buy this crap. You want to jump? Uh, Zachary, you want to retort? Robert, you want to chime in?
3: I retort. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that. No, I, I think you're right.
1: Okay. Uh, again, like you're right, and we can all wish that they would just make better stuff. And boy, do we. Do we really? But wish I think we would make, make better stuff.
0: But the, I don't. I don't. The, the, they didn't go out of their way to make a piss poor product because they went. You know, they're like, they're like this is going to Disney Plus. Oh well, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, everyone I, go I home. Know.
2: I don't know. Again, so much of this. We've talked to this before that there's a lot of movies that we sit back and we go, okay, we can at least see why this got made. You know, there was a passion in one person. The It's like, this was a passion project for the director. There was a lot of passion in the writing. There was a lot of passion in the acting. This movie, with the exception of money, which again, we know it wasn't going to make a lot of money. I cannot find a legit reason why this movie was made.
0: The legitimate reason is it's it's they have it. It's a it's a
1: box. It's a box to be checked. A wooden box. (laughs) Um, A box. (laughs) Uh, Damn it, wrong show again. (laughs) Into which we will put the the bodies of our victims. We can Uh, talk
2: forever about what was a worse live action Disney remake, but this Pinocchio really did feel completely soulless. There's no question. But I think you're
0: talking about two different things here because your first question of why did it get made. Alexis, they have a list of IP. If, if if they're not doing something with it, they're losing money. Okay. They they have Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a character they ostensibly own. You know, there's a live act, Horror there's a live wish. Pinocchio running around the park to take pictures with. They sell toys of this stuff, they sell mugs, they sell t-shirts. And to get it back in the public eye, you have to create something, a television show, a movie, a cartoon, something. So why did it get made? Because it needed to be made in order to get people to be thinking about Pinocchio again, and then possibly like, think about it this way. What if you had a three or four year old right now who has no discernible taste, you could have put this on with them, There's really nothing wrong with it. And now that kid, you got a 50 50 shot, they want a Pinocchio toy of some kind. And you have to do this every couple of years because every couple of years, more and more four year olds exist, more and more five year olds exist. And those are the people They're going to beg the parents to buy the toys that make the noise. So why did it get made? Because they have it sitting on the shelf. If it's not doing something, they're losing money. Bottom line. Now, if you're talking about like, well, why can't they make good stuff? I don't know if you know about this podcast called Damn You Hollywood, but it's mostly an (laughs) indictment. (laughs) It's mostly an indictment of how piss poor quality most of the stuff coming out of Hollywood is. Have you heard of it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's this one right here you're pointing at that's right <laughs> All right, moving on clearly thinks we're number one we love you too alexis all right so the weekend that was barbarian from uh, 20th century studios speaking of things owned by disney uh well, came in at number one getting, again
1: seems to be getting a lot of good buzz
2: i want to go year. see it
0: yeah Um, I think had I had the time and I had and uh, Pinocchio hadn't come out in the same week I might have pushed for Barbarian instead Um, Bra Mastra came in at number two and that's also a Disney I guess guess a Disney distributed movie Uh, Bullet Train fell from two to three Top Gun one to four The Invitation hey Alexis how was the invitation
2: it was like Stephanie Meyer decided to do a rewrite of Dracula
0: sounds terrible (laughs)
2: It was at
1: least it wasn't um, the El James version.
0: That stayed at number five. Uh, DC League of Super Pets fell from four to six. Life Mark debuted at number seven, which is a Fathom event of some sort. Beast, speaking of things that crashed and burned, fell from six to eight, and will I'm sure Sorry, be on Peacock. And, and I'm sure we'll be on Peacock momentarily, which is not a real service. Hey Zach, have you noticed we have a lot of running gags on this show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure you just make sure you, I didn't know if you noticed or not. I noticed. Okay, great. Um <laughs> Minions. Uh I think one Woo! of the most the Minions. most successful animated film in like years, some shit.
1: Might uh, be, actually.
0: Yeah, I think it's good's close. Because um, it's,
1: it's over nine hundred million dollars.
0: I wanna say it's at least since the pandemic. Um minion uh what do you call it? That fell from seven to nine. Spider Man was re released in theaters, that fell from three to because ten.
1: Because reasons. And money was
0: Morbius. <laughs> yes. Because Morbius, Where the Crawdad Sings, uh, stayed at number 11. Thor uh, is now on Disney Plus as of this past week, and that fell from yep. 8 to 12. Nope, which is for some crazy reason is getting a sequel, uh, fell from 12 to 13. Medieval is debuted called, at... Four-
1: what's it called? Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, brah. <laughs> um, <laughs> debuted it, at 14. Or, or, will this,
1: or the sequel be Yeah?
0: <laughs> the Jaws re-release fell from 9 to 15. 3,000 years of longing, 13 to 16. Elvis, 15 to 17, currently on HBO Max. Honk, Mimi, for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which I believe is somewhere on a streaming service of some sort. Uh, I think
2: it's Paramount. Probably Paramount Plus.
0: Yeah, fell from 14 to 18. Um, Gigi and Nate, 16 to 19. And then Orphan First Kill, also on Paramount Plus, fell from 17 to 20. Debuting also after Ever Happy. at number 26, Unfavorable Odds at 30, Hockeyland at 33, and Hold Me Tight at 36, and About Fade at 44. And that was the weekend that was. Uh, worldwide, uh, Top Gun still, the only movie this year to cross the billion-dollar mark and cross it pretty uh, by a pretty wide margin. But uh, coming up on it, Jurassic World Dominion, just a mere $3 million away from crossing it the billion-dollar do- mark.
1: It ain't doing it.
0: I know. Doctor Strange fell from uh, 2 to 3 at 9.55. Minions, again, Woo, probably minions. the most successful animated film in the last few years, crossing the $900 million mark. That, you know, big win for... Um,
2: Illumination.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure what the... I can't remember what the parent company is. Is that that, that also Universal, Robert? I, I
1: think it, so. I believe it is, yeah.
0: Um, the Batman, falling to 5 now at 770. Thor, Love and Thunder... Right up on its butt, uh, seven fifty-eight, forty gate.
1: Thor, love and thunder is not going to beat the Batman.
0: Oh, no, it's not. Um, I didn't thinking. see the
3: Batman. Does he go like I'm the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Batman. <laughs>
0: no, but he does chase around a sad girl. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. He's he, not. <laughs>
1: he, instead, we get the I'm vengeance.
0: <laughs> I'm vengeance. Um, Watergate Bridge at number seven. Fantastic Beast number eight. Sonic the Hedgehog still not beating Fantastic Beast like we wanted to. Yeah, I know. At number nine, and Uncharted at ten. And here are all the movies currently doing better than Morbius: Uncharted, (laughs) Elvis, The Bad Guys, Lightyear, which bombed, Too Cool to Kill, Bullet Train, Nice View, The Lost City, DC Live. Wow, DC League of Super Pets.
1: Yikes. Hey, it beat Morbius. We'll call that a win.
0: And nope. (laughs) All right. And here are all the movies that couldn't, be, that couldn't even beat uh, Morbius. The Black, Flo- Black Phone, Scream, Death on the Nile, Where the Crawdads Sing, The Roundup, Triple R, One Piece, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Downton Abbey, and KGF Chapter 2. All right.
1: Enough silliness there. Um, Genuinely shocked that Morbius was able to make more money than Jackass Forever.
2: Kind of disappointed that Black Phone is sitting underneath Morbius. That was a good movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, it also it went
0: to streaming pretty quickly though. It did. Um, all right, so I'm the... sure
2: it, I'm sure it
1: has been streamed a lot more than Morbius.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, the only movie in wide release here is uh, we've got Running the Bases Pearl, which is the prequel to X. which you haven't seen it yet. Please do. The woman, hey, guess what, Robert? I don't know if you know this or not, but you might be shocked to hear the Woman King is hundred percent
1: on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't believe that movie the critics wo- have shot them have shot their credibility like this. They I knew it out of character. Believe,
0: I cannot believe that movie critics far and wide gave the gave a perfect score to The
3: Woman King. I'm shocked, shocked I tell you. No know what else has 100% on on the mados. The original Pinocchio because it's awesome.
1: Good for that. Seriously, good for that. <laughs> good um, good people there. Now, now, look, about The Woman King just it's going to be another example of how critics and audiences are watching two different films. And it's really obvious why, because all you all you critics are just you're cowards and you're desperate to keep your access. That's what it is. Um, and um, in limited release is this Bowie
0: documentary, Moonage Daydream, which I'll be going to see this weekend with my wife. Um, we've got God That's 96
2: on uh, Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Yeah, but it's it's more fun to make fun of the woman gang. All right, and then For some odd reason, and I don't know why this didn't go to streaming, and it's being released on a really odd day. September 19th is the Jeepers Creepers Reborn, uh, which is a fathom event and limited release. The following week, we've got... So the number one movie of the weekend, uh, this coming weekend. What do you think? Pearl?
1: No. It's not going to be The given, Woman King. Give, hang on. Given how weak the weekend is, it might be, but it's going to be a piss-poor number.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I,
1: people go it's see not, horror movies. Like Pearls only a, yeah, they do, but like Pearls not that kind of horror movie.
0: Well, the other side of this, I haven't seen any marketing for Pearl yet. Like I've seen yeah, the trailer for Smile true. a bunch of times. I've seen Barbarian a handful of times. I haven't seen shit for Pearl.
2: Uh, I haven't the, seen I a mean, a ton the woman Pearl. Can... actually Pearl
1: has gotten a lot of trailers on YouTube. I, I haven't seen anything for Pearl. Uh the Woman King's paying to be like promoted by UFC events.
0: Okay. So who thought it was a good idea to promote the Woman King, the story of black African female warriors during white as white bro fuck UFC?
1: Okay. What do you want <laughs> to know? Do you wanna Hang on. there's two answers to this?
0: What?
1: Do you wanna know? <laughs> hold on, hold on,
3: hold on. <laughs> What? <laughs> you,
0: hang on.
1: Hang on. Hang on. I want to give him his props. Wait a minute now. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. Do you want the actual answer, Mark? Because I can give you yep. the real answer, believe it or ahead. not. Whatever you want to say about MMA fans generally, and you can say a lot of negative things, and you should. Most of them are true. I say <laughs> this as a person who covers the sport and they considers himself a fan. A lot of degeneracy. MMA fans are incredibly egalitarian. Like, why? Name me one other women's sport that draws one half of the interest that a that I an mean, Amanda Nunes fight does. Okay, there is a chasm between what the woman king is and women's I'm fighting. A, I'm aware. I'm saying if you want to know why, because someone okay. in the marketing department looked at okay, what sporting events, like what fan base is down is cool with women sports. MMA Man. fans love female fighters. We do. We. L- that is a fought. fair
0: and poignant argument. It's also wrong. Uh, no one's look, going it, to see this movie because I'm not. Fan. Not no I'm one. not.
1: I'm not saying it's going to be <laughs> successful. I'm saying that's
0: why. <laughs> okay, the person who was like UFC, UFC fans, the woman U- king, match okay. made in heaven is you know, getting person, fired on monday
1: that person needs to be fired yes but <laughs> like you're not, you're not going to advertise in a wnba game i mean it'd be Fair. cheaper but there's no audience <laughs> you're true. not going to advertise on the nba because it's too expensive i'm not saying ufc events are cheap to advertise on they're very much not but you know again mma fans have embraced female combat sports in ways that other combat sports are not embraced have not embraced women women boxers you they're paid like crap that's why they come to mma all right all right you know, the wnba <laughs> is subsidized by the nba we can go down the list like that's why it's you're 23rd, not going to be successful but that's why
0: right. the 23rd the big wide release here is the railway children return which i've not seen any trailers for um, and Av- and a re-release of Avatar. <laughs> Let's move on. Re-release and of then,
1: Avatar is probably going to win the weekend, believe it or not.
0: Probably. Um, the September 30th, we've got Smile, which I've seen tons of press for. It's a Paramount movie that's probably going <sighs> to win the weekend. I would assume. Um, so it
1: looks like a decent enough horror horror flick.
0: Its only other competitor is Bros, which is going to be on Peacock, I'm sure, shortly thereafter. And then we're finally September is over. And we move into October. First week of October, we've got Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, which will win that weekend, and that is a Sony picture. The following weekend after that, um, we've got Halloween End, which will win the weekend, but it's not going to do well because that's also Day and Date on Peacock, which is not yeah. a real service. And then finally, 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 because Bailey, because Bailey, because Bailey. Uh, after Halloween ends, I think we skip a week. I know Black Adam comes out. Yeah, so the first decent movie that's going to slaughter the weekend and actually remind us that people go to the movies slaughter. will be Black Adam, and that'll be the twenty first. Then we have Pray for the Devil, which is no longer The Devil's Light; they renamed it on October twenty eighth. Okay,
1: always so- a gr- always a good sign of faith in your product when you renaming your movie Freaks yeah, yeah. well
0: you know what's funny is I, I was going to like just checking the schedule making sure everything's coming out when we said and, you know making sure that we're going to review things in a timely manner and I'm like where did the devil's light go like and what is pray for the they took me a minute to realize hey wait a minute this used to be the devil's light This pray for the devil movie um, which also means I had to throw out the art that I was saving for it because hey new title um, also dark harvest disappeared I don't know if you saw that like we, we had been talking about it we, this, we were going to we review it, I think. Yeah, we were going to review it, and then uh, right up until it was supposed to be released, it was on the schedule, and then they it went away. Um, I, it's an MGM movie, so I'm thinking they're reworking it for Amazon Prime.
1: One would assume.
0: Yeah, I think that's getting the Samaritan treatment. So, Zach, what'd you think of the money? Huh? Was that not in, was that not intellectually stimulating?
3: Yes, there was no money to be made. <laughs> it is October. Which defeats the purpose of these remakes, but, um, but yes, it was very, it was very, it made a lot. I think it didn't make a lot of dollars, but it made a lot of sense. Get on with it! Yes, get on with
4: it!
1: Fun behind-the-scenes story, believe it or not. You know the name of the Enchanter in Monty Python and the Holy Grail was not originally Tim. They had a name written out for it. Mm -hmm. But John Cleese up there couldn't pronounce the name. That's why there's a pause. He kind of forgets it, and he couldn't pronounce it anyways. There are those who call me... Tim. (laughs) (laughs) And it just worked so well, they left it in. That's
0: awesome. All right. And now, everyone's favorite part of the show... (laughs) (laughs) The critical review. Are you ready? I said, Are you ready?
4: Are you ready? No, I said.
0: Well, this piece of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the critics hated it and the people didn't love it either. Jesus Christ. Visually dazzling. No, Not but soulless. Really. Sure. Yes. The largely inert Pinocchio reaffirms that you should always let your conscience be your guide. Fuck you. Anyway, from <laughs> unnecessary remakes.
1: <sighs> yeah. Fucking- Whatever whatever cobbled together that consensus, um, shame on it for that reference. It's so unnecessary. I don't like the remakes either, but that's a stupid reference.
0: All right. Let's see here. Oh, Peter Canovice of Groucho Reviews. Oh, just looking to a dry martini. There's an overabundance of unnecessary concessions to modern taste in this effects driven CGI animated remake, but it moves along pretty nicely, and they haven't broken it.
1: They kind of broke it with the ending, believe it or not. This just goes to show how little you understand the story being told.
2: So basically, he's saying that because this movie didn't make him scream at his TV like it did for the rest of us, it's okay?
1: Sure.
0: Richard Propes uh, desperately being uh, wanting to be invited to parties in Hollywood of TheIndependentCritic.com.
1: Independence. <sighs> I got your independence.
0: It's in my shorts. I honest <laughs> I honestly loved Pinocchio from beginning to end. Good for
2: you, you, asshole. If you have a sentence chosen. If you have to put honestly
1: in the in your sent- that early in your sentence, we know you're lying. Like honest John.
3: <laughs> you
1: can't trust someone who says their whose name is Honest John, not if they gave the name to themselves. Robert, do you see him? Oh god, he's going to I'm going to enjoy this one. Oh,
0: get the lube.
1: Here we go. (laughs) Okay, now you made it even weirder. Why did you? (laughs) Hey,
0: Kevin Carr. A guy at the movies.
1: Mark's here to tell you all about his career, his brief career writing media for porn. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know what I've always wondered, Kevin Carr, a fat guy at the movies.
1: Hey, weren't you briefly on the end of an episode of XPW where that happened to you? Yes. In in character. Yes, in character.
0: <laughs> glad we glad we clarified
1: that. I'm sure the guy. I'm sure your scene partner was a nice man. He's lovely. Um, Kevin Carr, a fat guy
0: at the movies, <laughs> says. <laughs> Hang on. I have to explain this to Zachary real quick. So for the last year or so, for the last year or so, I have made it my mission to bully this perfectly nice stranger. One, I hate the name of his, whatever the hell he's writing for. I just think that's the dumbest title ever. But a lot of these critics say and write dumb shit, which is the whole purpose of this segment. He is a special kind of dumb. (laughs) He is the kind of dumb that you want to give money to because, like, you know, like, it doesn't know any better. That's how dumb Kevin Carr tends to be. And he gets to be on Rotten Tomatoes and we don't. Mm. And it makes me angry
1: and makes me want to kick stuff. So I kick Like him. Kevin Carr. Like Kevin <laughs> Carr. And then Mark gets tired kicking Kevin Carr, so he points me at him. Yeah, I...
0: Robert and I have a nice, like, you know, 50s greaser-style bullying going with Kevin Carr, whether he knows it or not, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kevin Carr, a fat guy at the movie, says, a faithful, Zachary, oh. a faithful adaptation to the Disney classic that doesn't pull its punches on the weird and disturbing elements, Zachary. It really does. <laughs> Zachary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Feel free to, re- if you would like to say something mean about that review, now is your time. I mean, if I'm you've ever wanted his to nose didn't make... grow saying that.
0: I mean, if you've ever wanted to make a sexual assault joke, this is the show to do it on. So go ahead.
3: <laughs> I haven't thought about that. At all. I'll accept. Uh, I'll decline your offer, though. But...
0: Okay. Uh, just letting you know that this is a fr- this is a sharing space. You, you know. <laughs> all
1: right. So, for the record, Kevin. Don't Carr, make him
2: regret ever knowing me, Mark. <laughs>
1: For the record, Kevin Carr, you buffoon. If you. This movie. Okay. Rewatch the transformation sequence in the original. Rewatch the transformation sequence here where the kid is turned into a donkey. With less budget, the original makes that a genuinely horrifying transition. This is comical. There's actually bits where they're like making jokes about who's. About which of the. Whether or not Pinocchio or Lampwick, or whatever his name is, are the ones making the donkey sounds. No. This movie runs screaming from the dark material. You're a giant weenie.
2: Especially (laughs) since they cut the scene. Oh, God. What's Alexander. That's the name of the donkey that the coachman says, like, so you can talk. And that donkey's like, I want to go. It's like, that scene still freaks me out.
1: Yeah, you can still talk. I want to go home. Quiet! This is your home now. You pull the cart all right and here's an I will admit, actually
2: what... i hate to say it, but that was the thing with the donkeys there was one part of that that i did like and that's during the coachman's seeing a uh, song he starts jumping off what you think are his horses those are donkeys and if you see right. and if you know pinocchio you realize he's jumping on the heads of the kids and i actually thought i was like oh that's i will give this movie one point and one point only for that bit
1: I, yeah, that could have been very dark if they hadn't run away from it for the rest of it. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: All right, and here's an example of why we shouldn't let husbands and wives review movies together. Gene Kaplan of Kaplan vs. Kaplan and David Kaplan of Kaplan vs. Kaplan. No matter what your opinion is on the discussion surrounding these live-action adaptations, Zemeckis's updating feels fresh and innovative. No,
2: I'm it open. doesn't.
0: Today's technology greatly enhances the experience of seeing Pinocchio again. The group's eventual escape on Geppetto's fishing boat through the monster's mouth and the swirling ocean waters is exciting and remarkable.
2: No, it's not.
0: It's Again,
2: ar- they dumbed down Monstro so much. That, 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 he's not a threat. I mean, he's big and he wants to eat the- them, but he's nowhere near as scary as the original whale was.
1: Tom Hanks had more convincing acting against, a, against CGI'd water in Castaway than he did here.
0: <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, not that one, of the film Yap. No, not that one either. Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis team up again with an animation team to bring the classic tale to a new life in this endearing live-action CGI combo on Disney+. Plus. Thanks so for writing out the, what's going to be the sticker on the box, you asshole.
2: You yeah, wrote, yeah. You ladies and wrote gentlemen, there, there's the tick Bird <laughs> review right there. All you did was write ad copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this
0: is a rotten review, but I always like to check in with the future ex-Mrs. Robert Winfrey. Amy Nicholson of the New York Times of the New York Times former newspaper top former critic newspaper. Amy Nicholson formerly of Collider a former website of the New York
1: Times top critic
0: Amy Nicholson
1: Get over your get over your crisis of conscience there Mark Amy motherfucking Nicholson
0: Yes yes get over it yes. How did fucking... I mention
2: that I didn't log out and I still have access to the sound effects too? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay, for those of us that might have to go do something in about 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> this is back and forth, me and her. Like, oh yeah, well, fuck
2: you too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't me.
0: <laughs> no, that was that's me playing. <laughs> Amy Nicholson, the former ex missus Robert Winfrey, says
1: the reimagining. Former ex—that a- means we got back together. Are you changing up the future of my time? Are you changing the timeline now, Mark? They're all your future exes.
0: Lola talks right. is the future ex missus Robert Winfrey. Amy Nicholson is also the former ex missus Robert Winfrey. As is should Carla- it be the
2: former future ex? Yes,
0: the, the former future ex missus Robert Winfrey. Correct as is Carla Canada, whatever the hell her name is, from the curvy film critic. Ooh, I got to find her next. Um, Mark has nothing better to do with
1: so much of his time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Um, the reimagining goes awry in the opening number, not when you wish upon a star, the Oscar winner that ascended to become the company's signature tune, but a new ballad when he was here with me, sung by Geppetto about his freshly concocted dead son.
1: It's not even oh, right. really sung. Like yeah, I, I didn't of...
2: get that. It was clearly supposed to be a song. Why didn't they have him actually? Okay, actually, quick question: Can Tom Hanks sing? I can't think of Apparently any. Apparently not. soundtrack.
3: He can rap in Polar Express. That was like a hundred years ago, though.
2: Of and which this movie
0: is getting compared to, to, by the way. Of which this movie is being compared to. Hey, another one of Robert's future exes, uh, Tanya Lamb of Lola Lamb Chops. <laughs> Pinocchio lacks charm and something fresh. I hope I'm wrong about this and that Pinocchio will entertain new audiences and families, but I'm afraid not. Thank you for filling us in on your blog piece, madam.
1: Why do you hope you're wrong? (laughs) Like, what about this entire scenario led you to the conclusion that I have a negative opinion of this, but I hope that it finds success. If you think it sucks, you shouldn't want it to succeed. You should want it to die. Oh, Roger Moore. I swear to God. Roger Moore
0: hates everything, but this one he's
1: all in? Disney. Roger Moore.
0: Ro- yeah. Roger Moore, Movie Nation. A good Pinocchio, if not a great one. Perhaps the smartest decision anyone made about it was in consigning it to Disney+. That's a backhanded compliment.
2: I was going to say, it's like, well, wait, re- was that positive or negative? I'm
1: His review is two and a half out of four, so it's ro- it's fresh barely. Oof. Roper was positive. Oh, yeah,
2: hang on. Go back up. I want to see what Roper said. Scroll back up, Mark. A little more. Oh. There you okay. go.
0: Richard Roper of Chicago Sun-Times, former newspaper, top critic. Every frame of Pinocchio is filled with rich and Lutch detail. At times, this almost looks like a 3D film. Which you and to the be. performances, whether live action or voice, are universally excellent. No, they're not.
1: No. The performances are not universally excellent. There are some good ones, though. And... Not every frame is lush and filled with detail. Some of it's overcrowded and uninteresting, and some of it's painfully flat.
0: This is the last one I'm going to read. This one kind of makes me laugh. All Mark right. Feeney of Boston Globe, top critic, former newspaper. <laughs> Pinocchio's nose isn't all that's wooden and too long hair. They <laughs> <I laughs> give credit.
2: Jesus, what the fuck did I do? Well, now that we have officially scared Zach from ever wanting to guest on our show again. No,
3: I have the patience of a saint. (laughs) No,
0: I won't do it again. Um, I have so many more clips.
3: No, actually, um,
0: (laughs) did you enjoy yourself tonight, Zach? That's really what we want to know.
3: Yes, yes, I did. Thank you for
1: having me on your show.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure. Anytime you want to come back, um,
1: you're more hopefully, than Mark's, hopefully Mark's computer won't self-destruct next time. <laughs> well, yeah, that was you. weird, right?
2: Yeah, you said it crashed. What exactly happened?
1: I
0: don't know. Like, all of a sudden, like, I got, cause I have a Mac. I, all of a sudden, I got the beach ball. Everything froze. And then it literally just blanked off. And then mm. the next thing, I the next, it's like, you know, when you have, like, the whole thing just, like, crashes and you get, like, the flashing mm-hmm. uh, folder? Like, that yeah. happened. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I restarted it. And it took a while, obviously. But, yeah, eventually I got it back. So, I don't know. Shit happens occasionally. Zach, this is the best part of the show. This is the plug section. Yay! So go, so go ahead and tell people where they can find your books, where they can find your OnlyFans, whatever it is you want to plug. <laughs>
3: um, so, uh, I have a so my books like if I they're under a name called Talon Books. There's a Facebook page, but I, I barely I barely use it. Um, uh, you if you just go to um Amazon and just type in Zachary Strobel, or even if you go the Google and just type in Zachary Strobel, it should take you straight to my books.
0: Okay. Uh, is there any um, other social media or anything that you want to plug? Do you have a TikTok?
3: Uh, no, uh, I am a teacher, so I do not do the TikTok. I've been Good asked choice. I've been asked by my students, they go, Mr. Strobel, would you like to be on TikTok? Can you be, on your, can you be in your TikTok? And I'd be like, no, I don't want to go to jail today. So, <laughs> okay. so no, all
0: right, uh, Alexis. That. Go ahead. I'm
3: sorry. Oh no, that was pretty much it. So yeah, uh, we've got, uh, Alexis has helped me with some of my books. So, a lot of good you talent do, on the
0: books. Do you do any other podcasts? Are you on anyone else's show, or was this kind of like your first one?
3: This is like the first one. No. We had fun off. though.
0: What a terrible start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not the one you want to start with. Yeah. Like I
2: said, I think we've scared them off. <laughs>
0: well i was gonna say the only one worse than this one in terms of language and colorful thoughts is the mcu's bleeding edge so oh, i don't know maybe, <laughs> maybe you started yeah i didn't play an hour's worth of dave chappelle clips to start off with so speaking of uh yeah jeff's girlfriend alexis go ahead and plug your stuff
2: god i hate you
0: i love you too <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right yes honeysuckle rose creations where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and cheek we just got done putting a bunch of stuff online including a handful of new wire wrap necklaces a bunch of brand new earrings we're getting ready for the cincinnati comic expo heading there next week can't wait It's a great show. We've been doing it for years. Love going out there. Love the organizers. They're so good to us. We always have so much fun. Hopefully, if you're out in that area, we see you out there. If not, then we will see you at Anime Nebraska in October. That is our final convention for 2022. We are thrilled to be going back to that one. We did that one a while back. A couple years. Had to skip it been on the waiting list it's a very hard convention to get into we are back for this year we cannot wait as always you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter our shops are available on etsy and handmade at amazon if you're in the kansas city area please stop by level one game shop mind games and magic And if things go well at the end of this month, if you uh, live in the uh, more in the Midwestern area, check out Smallville Comics. Our work is going to be heading out there as well. Again, that's Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and chic.
0: As far as podcast goes, Alexis, um, I handed the reins off to TV Party tonight. I'm still going to be doing the occasional one myself. I have some obligations. Pat cornered me and made me do Cobra Kai Season 5, so I added that to the schedule. Oh, Pat um,
1: didn't have to corner you for that. Don't pretend. <laughs>
0: it wasn't on the schedule originally. No, but, it, it uh, wasn't,
1: I, and Pat... No, no. Here's what happened. Pat said, Mark, Cobra Kai's not on the schedule, and you went, oh, boy, I screwed up. Sorry. It's this date, and I will be there without pants.
0: I did not want to add <laughs> Cobra Kai to the schedule. Pat made me. I, but...
1: Well,
2: it's like it's I, all he's talked about on the network chat for the last five days.
0: I can't say no to Pat. So when Pat says we're doing Cobra Kai, I say when. Uh, so we'll be doing that and The Crown and a couple of other things. But if you want to hear Alexis take over the reins for the first time on TV parties night, she and I discussed, finally, 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 Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, upload season two. Alexis, what are some of the other shows you might be threatening to review in the future?
2: All right. I know that we talked about doing Cuphead season two. Do you, you and I need to get that on the schedule? When you've no, got you no, you need to get that on
0: the schedule and find a new host because I ain't doing it.
2: You don't want to talk Cuphead? I thought you liked Cuphead.
0: And, well, those are two different things. I like the show just fine. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm trying to okay, not do. Fine. I'm trying to not do podcasts. Not do. Not pick up more.
2: <laughs> okay. I thought you genuinely wanted to talk about that show. Sorry. <laughs> all right there's that uh we are massively overdue to talk sandman i know ben wants to get on that so i need to get that on the schedule uh robert you jason and i have been discussing the possibility of doing a midnight club and guillermo del toro's cabin of curiosities next month speaking of people who need to save us and pinocchio del toro please deliver us
1: genuinely looking forward to that assuming it comes out it's got a date on Netflix.
2: December, right? Oh, it's on
1: Netflix? Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it will come out if nothing else then.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. so we got that. Um, yeah.
4: Right, <laughs> That's,
2: cool. Like I said, I we just did our first show where I hosted. And as I mentioned then, it's like, yeah, I need to come up with a schedule. But at that moment, my priority was making sure that I actually knew which buttons to press. And I didn't fall completely on my face.
0: You did good. Yesterday, speaking of doing good, myself and Jesse, we took another trip from the corner to the deuce, this time with The Wire, season two, where we discussed in vascular detail Zicky's dick. All hour. The entire hour. So I wish
1: he was joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, come, come check However, out our
1: hour. Look, he couldn't, there was nothing to say. It's the best season of The Wire, so Mark decided to spend the whole time talking about genitalia. You're not going to pull your cock out in here. I most certainly am, Dolores. Um, <laughs> love that. Well, show. Zach, anyway. now you
2: certainly can't play this for your students.
0: <laughs> no, it was not never th- a Well, chance. not this part. You can, you know, <laughs> hey, that first hour is fine. It's always the second <laughs> half where I lose composure. Anyway, speaking of losing composure, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, myself and first, you ever want to hear Robert and I get into a fucking fist fight on the air? There's a few of them.
1: <laughs> there true. was the
0: Age of Extinction one, which is our most famous one. Yep. There's the one where we almost ended our friendship, which was Mortal Kombat. I was um, in so w-
1: much pain, <laughs> <laughs> like, and he a, also no, had mental no. like, work. Yeah, yeah. Like, the movie was painful, and it was, it was exacerbated <laughs> by the fact that I was overdue for a root canal. And I that remember was, that I was getting jerked around by my dentist's office. It was it was a giant. I didn't realize how much pain I was in until it was gone. <laughs> At which point, I immediately went to Mark and went, "Yeah." I'm sorry, man. That that was messing me up more than I thought it was. Fair. Um, but one of my favorite. I was like, yes, yeah,
2: somebody get this man some drugs.
1: One of my favorite fistfights,
0: more so than our argument that came out of complete nowhere over Ant Man and the Wasp with all the movies to argue about, was really? our, dead, I, our Deadpool yeah, I, review.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I did de- that movie.
0: Our Deadpool review is fucking hilarious because it's one of the first times where I couldn't believe he hated a movie. Like I'm now, used, I now know when this is going to happen, so I'm prepared for it. But this was the back in the back in the ye old days of 2015 when I didn't know Robert all that well, and I was like, "Wait, the whole world likes this movie and you don't?" You know. And then I that movie was that review is so negative, and we fought so hard against each other. One of my friends called me and was like, "Is he still your friend? Like, do you guys still talk?" <laughs> like, what? Is, and he thing it was, he was mad at me. He was like, you beat that guy up, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't talk to you anymore if I were him. And I'm like, wait, what? So, yes, if you want to hear Robert and I get into a vicious knockdown drag out over the world's stupidest movie, check out our Deadpool review, which will be re-aired this Thursday. And then in addition to that, uh, Pat and I will be reviewing Cobra Kai before I go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Camping World Stadium. Did you find um, someone
2: to give that ticket to?
0: Yes. Yes, I did uh monday look if we you want to
1: special- see, Fle- see flea's junk just watch the woodstock there's what the documentary on woodstock 99 that's on netflix i, I still want
2: to see that i haven't had a chance to see that yeah it's pretty good
1: for what it is so uh, since
0: uh this is my birth my wife's birthday week coming up from like wednesday to sunday i've got shit going on uh so i had to move around all my podcasts so, which means monday is a special airing of the metal hammer of doom one of the la- second to last one that we're doing uh, before we change over to the Middlehammer of Doom jukebox. We'll be reviewing Clutch Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. And then speaking of TV parties, myself, Jesse, David, and possibly Andrew will be reviewing the Orville season three. And then I'm going to see the Wu-Tang Clan because as Robert will tell you in vascular detail, the Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, if by
1: that you mean there are things that should be avoided at all costs, <laughs> then Yes.
0: And then we close out September with two reviews. One, uh, Robert and I will be talking The Munsters from Rob Zombie. And then David will be back and we'll be discussing Star Trek Strange New World, speaking of things I promised to do before I quit talking TV altogether.
2: I thought I was also on for The Munsters. Are you? Thought I was. Uh,
0: You can be if you want to be. I didn't know if you wanted to do it.
2: I'll double check uh, the date and make sure because, yeah, I I think that was what... We originally had it as a triple feature. That was yes, and, and then focus, I, and, and, and then you split it.
0: And it, well, I got rid of Hocus Pocus because I don't want to talk about it. And I and I just just focus. And I just said it, I decided I just wanted to focus on one movie at a time instead of trying to do fifteen in, in a single show. So that's
2: are we what just annexing the triple features then from
0: now on? No, we can still you can do them if you want. And if I feel like I want to do one, I will. But but right now I'm trying to not watch a hundred hours of movies and television a week if I can avoid it. I got other shit to uh, do. All right. Speaking of other shit to do, Robert, do your plug and let's get out of here. Poor Zachary has a book to write in a class to teach. Let's go. You're keeping you're keeping this man up. He came here to hang out with us and talk about Pinocchio, and like five hours ago, and you're still here keeping him here. Get on with it.
3: I'm surprised There wasn't a clip that time.
1: <laughs> Would you like to see my father's TikTok? Go, oh God, no, no, not again. <laughs> you, you got that out of your system. <laughs> You good okay. now? You happy now, bitch? <laughs> Go on, bunk. Get it over with. I need. A, I need a cigar and better suits and to gain about 150 pounds and be black. Eh, I can be what I want to be. You oh can't my tell gosh. me otherwise. <laughs> all right um if you're interested i cover professional wrestling a few nights a week aw's dark elevation on monday mlw when they release stuff on thursday and they should be coming back at some point in the near future uh but don't know exactly when but again in theory uh, mlw will start producing content again and (laughs) wwe smackdown on fridays so tune in for any of those those are all in the wrestling zone of 411mania.com SmackDown, I do live. The others have written reports that you can find after the airing of the uh, product in question. I cover the MMA events, uh, usually the UFC, also for 411mania.com. This last week, there was UFC 279, one of the craziest fight weeks in recent memory. That fight card started with three different fights at the top than we got when it aired. So if you want a full breakdown of that, you can find my report in the MMA 411 Mania.com if you want, uh if you're not a big into reading, if you like Mark and you think books are for burning. I host the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, you can t- punch that in and you can find me talking. That is recorded Sunday evening and goes live on again Monday morning, so you can listen to it whenever. But that's me talking about the wide, wacky, wonderful world of mixed martial arts and other uh, associated combat sports as it becomes relevant so tune in to that again if you're so inclined and we'll be back here a couple of weeks to talk about the monsters until then we thank you all very very much for your support it means the world to us much appreciated thank you
0: everyone for joining into turning into dmu hollywood thank you zachary for hanging out with us tonight we hope we um didn't annoy you too much <laughs> and for alexis we hope we annoyed you way too much Be well. <laughs> be, do, <Mark. laughs> be well be safe and behave